Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Omega Metroid podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Doominal Crossing. Doom, how are you today? Uh, it's been a wonderful, much-needed break, Andy. Uh, you know, we celebrated uh, American Thanksgiving, not to be confused with Canadian Thanksgiving, uh, with the family. So I got to see my mom, uh, my grandpa, my aunt. You know, nice. A lot of lovely folks. Uh, we also Glass Onion on Thanksgiving Day, and I think this might be my favorite film of the year. It is so good. If you are a fan of Knives Out, you're going to love Glass Onion just as much, if not more than the original. I personally cannot choose between them. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I was it's thinking of watching theater. that, actually. It, it, I thought that Knives Out was, like, a nice little movie. Kind of like a throwback movie that just, like... I don't know. It wasn't part of, like, a series. It wasn't part... It wasn't a sequel. It wasn't, like, an, a remake of an old movie. It was just, like, a new, nice movie that was, like, competent and well done. Yeah, I, I love the first Knives Out. A nice little throwback whodunit murder mystery kind of in the... Yeah. Kind of in the vein of, like, a classical a Agatha Christie novel or something like that. And uh, yeah, Glass Onion, um, it's another take on that. And it feels, I mean, obviously, you know, you have Daniel Craig returning again as uh, Detective Benoit Blanc. But like, I mean, otherwise, you know, the whole premise and everything about it is, you know, it's an entirely new premise, a new murder mystery. The style, it all goes down together. It's got um, big Dave Batista in it, too. Oh, my God. Dave Batista is hilarious. The whole the whole cast is wonderful in this film. Dave Batista and... Um, and Catherine Hahn are um, are my personal highlights, um, but yeah, the whole cast is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, and Edward Norton too. Edward Norton is is phenomenal mm. in this movie. But yeah, I watched it's uh, a I watched a movie last night called The Harder They Fall, which is like a western, and it has uh, Idris Elba in it. And he was he, Idris Elba is like very cool, like normally. Oh yeah, but he like, he was extra cool in this movie. He was like an outlaw. And he, like, he was he was pretty badass. And like nice. uh, Regina King was in there, who was also an outlaw, and she was sweet. It, it was it was a very good movie. Uh, Zanzi Beats was in there, who I picked to play Navi in a Zelda movie. So uh, yeah, it was it was a good movie. It's uh, my weekend wasn't too relaxing though, unfortunately. I've done uh, I've done a lot of work this weekend for Zelda Dungeon, for Omega Metroid, for Virtual Theater, all crazy crazy weekend. But I'm happy to be here and finally talking about the Metroid Prime bosses. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. We did have a special guest lined up, but uh, you know stuff happens, so and, uh, wasn't able to make it. So we're gonna rebook with that guest down the road um, but that's okay because i think you and i have uh, more than enough opinions about some of these bosses on uh, metroid prime so yeah i'm excited for this one um i do want to say a, sh a shout out to uh to something that i did yesterday and it's something that we might have to steal in the future for omega metroid but i participated in a i guess you'd call it like a tournament of zelda jeopardy that was hosted by a dude named Triforce Trends. It's on his YouTube channel. You just search Triforce Trends. It was very well done. Um, it was like it was like legit Jeopardy, and like there's questions and categories and stuff like that. Got absolutely killed, and I lost, and I'm out. But it was pretty fun to do. So I was I'm thinking I might have to slide into uh, his his DMs and ask him what he did because I think that that could be a fun gimmick for us. Yeah, I actually did a, a Metroid Jeopardy with uh, the Orpheon as well, uh, kind of a Metroid-themed channel as well. That was uh, super fun back when we did that, and uh, yeah. I, hope he I hope he continues doing it in the future. Yeah, it's uh, it was pretty fun and very well put together, actually. So, yeah, that being said, it is uh, week three of our three-week celebration of the, the 20th anniversary of Metroid Prime. Uh, we've said it a million times on this show, but I think that it just bears repeating. Man, what a 
What a legacy, what a game, what uh, what memories that we have with Metroid Prime. I'm a little bit sad, actually, that this is our last like show on Metroid Prime for at least a little while. But, you know, we also do need to start honoring Metroid Fusion, which uh, we don't want to forget about. So, um, yeah, Metroid Prime. And uh, what I, I think that, like, one of the strengths of this game, for I mean, you know, as we talked about last week, almost everything is a strength. And, I, you know, I, while I'm kind of going on a side tour here, I was thinking to myself after... And I was just like, I should have just given items a five. Like, I, I don't know. That was, I think I was being too <laughs> too nitpicky on that one. You know, sometimes when you're trying to look at something that's awesome, but like through a critical lens, you, you try and find something to pick out. So you're not yeah, just saying yeah. like, it's perfect, it's perfect, it's perfect. But come on. <laughs> I don't know. I was just like, well, maybe well, next no time. One's... Well, hey, no one's perfect. No one's perfect. Not even Metroid Prime. Um, but yeah, so we are... Uh, one of the strengths of Metroid Prime is, I I believe, uh, many would agree with this, the boss fights that you uh, that you have to do in this game. And so what we're going to be doing today is uh, we're going to be definitively ranking these boss fights, which is different than our definitive ranking that we did last week. So essentially what we're going to do is we're going to start off with the first boss... And we're going to talk about its strengths and weaknesses. We're going to go to the second boss. And we're going to talk about its strengths and weaknesses. And then we're going to decide if the second boss is number one on our list or if it's number two. Then when we get to the third boss, we're going to decide if it goes at number one, number two, or number three. And we're going to go down the list and just round out all of the bosses in Metroid Prime. And I'm looking forward to this because we've got, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five six sets so there's like i don't even want to go through them all there's a lot of awesome bosses here i'm excited to get going and uh yeah i, I think that this is going to be fantastic so are we just like going into these uh, all in order from where they appear and just kind of ranking it from there yeah i, I think that we could uh i think that we could do that and so so we're going to include the sub bosses as well um you know and maybe i don't know do you want to go in order of appearance or do you just kind of want to pick some at random I feel like order of appearance would be easier, at least for me, at least. Okay, sure, let's do that. Um, so yeah, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten bosses. If we include the sub bosses, which we are going to, because why not? Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's get going here and let's just jump right into the action and start off with what actually may be one of the low key most iconic and recognizable bosses in this series, and that is the Parasite Queen. Um, Doom, what do you think? We've talked a little bit about Parasite Queen before on our, uh, Frigate Orpheon Mapping Metroid episode, but let's just, uh, let's just give out that take again for anyone that may have missed that show. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think, uh, you could, uh, easily say Smash is, like, the reason that the Parasite Queen is, uh, as prominent as it is today, but even before Smash, like, I feel like this boss was kind of beloved in the community, and I totally see why. I think it's, I think it's a perfect introductory boss, obviously, like, you know, nowadays you could just plow through that thing in seconds. But yeah. like, but even still, like the boss music is so awesome. Um, the sound design on the queen, like I, I love that noise that she makes when she does her her, her acid breath. Like it sounds, it sounds so so fantastic. And again, there's that little cool scan thing. That I can't remember what episode I talked about it, but it's the only instance, and in, I believe the entire trilogy where. You'll lock on to her stomach, but after you scan her and you read that her weak point is in the head, your aim will change to locking onto the head and you'll do more damage. It's such a cool feature, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a shame that none of the other bosses really extrapolated on that mechanic, because I thought that was awesome. But yeah, uh, I'd say that Metroid Prime starts off with uh, quite a banger. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, listen, it's it's a it's a intro boss, and it's designed to not be necessarily challenging, but it's designed to show you how a lot of the different mechanics work in the actual game. So it's more uh, like it's more so about you learning how to strafe, you learning how to charge up, you learning how to shoot missiles. Then it really is about the, you know you're ever in a serious danger of being defeated by the parasite queen, or at least that's what I feel like. Um, so it does it does lose a little bit of, uh, of points for that, but I think that you just look at like the the cinematic nature of the battle. The it's very it's a very cool setting. This this ship is going down, and it's going down because of this parasite queen. By the way, um, the spinning platforms that are right in front of it. I think that the music that plays is pretty cool, um, and, and the, the actual design of the parasite queen herself looks just very intimidating like yes it is an easier boss battle because it's your intro boss battle but it is like the parasite queen is ginormous it's breathing acid it's got all these weird little arm leg things that are sticking out everywhere um and i do think that like seeing the defeated parasite queen beforehand adds a little bit to this battle as well maybe only for me so i i think that this is going to be a a decent I, th- I think it's going to be like a decent uh ranked boss in my list just because of like you know, I, I do think that you have to give it some consideration because it's the first ever boss that you see in 3D, so it's got that going for it. It's a cool fight, cool music, cool setting, lots of cool stuff working in its favor. Yeah, it's also it's also a really brilliant fight just because of the way the arena is designed. It's it, it's in a completely circular motion. There's a couple of other boss fights, like uh, we'll talk about Flagra later, that has a similar kind of design to it. Mm. But it's really cool because right from the beginning, it teaches you all about circle strafing, which, you know, classic FPS technique, but very, very important um, in dealing with enemies and bosses alike in the Prime games. So, yeah. Um, all right. So, by definition, the Parasite Queen right now is number one on our list. But uh, we're going to go... the episode here. Yeah. Yeah, in the episode. <laughs> uh, let's keep going through because we got a, a lot of other bosses to get to here. And... Um, Actually, I don't know if I have this right or not in terms of like it showing up in the game. I can't remember which one shows first, but let's just do this one because I think that this one is a little bit more lame and potentially could finish last in our list. And that is the Plated Beetle. Now, you might be listening to this and just saying like, huh? The Plated Beetle? What? Um, and the Plated Beetle you fight almost at the very beginning of the game and you fight it in the talent over... Talon Overall or Chozo Ruins? One of the two. And your reward Chozo. is... Yeah, I think it's Chozo. It's right before the Morph Ball. Your reward is the Morph Ball. So there's not really a whole lot to this fight. You just gotta strafe again as it charges at you and then blast it right in its behind. You know, it's it, this is... Of, of all of the... Of all of the boss... Or all the sub-bosses, let me specify, on this list. This is the one to me that just feels like the most... Like just a regular enemy. Just with a little bit of punch behind it. So... I think I don't know if I can speak for you, Doom, but I, I think it's probably last place on my list. I would agree with that. I don't necessarily think it's cool because it's it's technically you know one of the sub bosses, one of the mini boss because it actually yeah. does. I want to say halfway through the game, it does become like a regular enemy that will just start popping up later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, again, I, I don't really consider this much of a boss as I consider it a tutorial. Like I, again, technically all the bosses are tutorials to an extent. Yeah. This one. But this one is very much just, again, to uh, reinforce uh, not just the strafing, but also that, hey, your missiles can lock on, by the way. And so it's just more so there for that. I think I think if anything, 
the um the onslaught of regular beetles is oh hey there zora <laughs> but uh but the onslaught of uh regular beetles that uh pursues you beforehand i feel like is the big memorable portion of that fight for i would agree with that um and you know like you said it is a it is a boss that just kind of you know a boss that reappears for a bunch of the later stages of the game so and there is another boss or sub boss like this on our list that we'll talk about in a little bit but I think that the first time that you see that sub-boss is a lot more impactful than the first time that you see the Armored Beetle. Just because, like, even at that point, like, you've already seen, like, a lot of Beetles already. So you're just kind of like, I don't know, this looks kind of like already like the Beetle that I've already faced. So I, I think I I'm going to be ranking this last on my list. If you have something that you absolutely hate worse, then we can look at putting it down there. But I, I, think, that this I think that this one is destined to be last place unfortunately for the armored beetle so well there isn't really a boss there isn't really a boss that i hate but i think i am gonna agree that this is probably like the my least favorite boss yeah well yeah let me let me specify too i don't really hate this boss either but you know it's it's there it's not much to it yeah um so okay let's move on to our next boss and this is uh this is one that i actually i think is underrated within this game um i think i'd agree with you that is the hive mecha and uh i actually i think that now that i'm saying this i think that you do this boss before the armored beetle because you get yeah. the missiles after the hive mecha whatever we're close enough um yeah underrated boss and like i feel like the actual boss fight doesn't have like a whole lot to it you know what i mean it's just like you kind of got to clear out the the enemies around you and then you have your opportunity to fire at your main adversary but I just I feel like the like the gimmick of this fight is just like so unique and fantastic that it's just like it's very distinctive for this game. So you have a bunch of wasps flying around you and you essentially have to take them all out and when you do, you have the opportunity to fire at the hive mecha and then you can, you know, put the herd on it and get the missiles afterwards, but I always thought that this is actually like relatively challenging for where you are at this point of the game because those wasps are fast. They can hit you. They can hit you usually when you're not even looking at them. And really, you only have your, your charge beam that you're firing at them. And you can fire rapid fire. Well, well no, fast. you don't have the charge beam yet. Or, sorry, power beam, my, my mistake. The the power beam. And so you're rapid firing your power beam and hoping to God that you hit any of them. So I, I think that this is actually like a low-key kind of uh, a difficult fight. And it also makes it harder, too, because you can lock onto the wasps. But they're moving so fast that you really have a hard time actually hitting them until they settle down for you to actually fire on them. So... While it's not like the, you know, the setting is maybe not the absolute best. It's kind of in a dark, dank room, and there's not really much else to it. I wouldn't say that it's necessarily very cinematic, but I think that just the mechanics of the fight are unique and worth, you know, worth mentioning too. So, yeah, it obviously gets overshadowed by some of the bigger set pieces later in the game, but I think that... Uh, I think that it's pretty cool for for what it is. Yeah, I uh, completely agree with you. And you know, speaking of really underutilized mechanics, you know, going back to the PQ again, where we talked about you know the the scan mechanics and the weak point. Uh, this game also has another really cool mechanic. It it, it actually uh, I was reminded of this when I was watching uh, uh, one of our editor uh, Daniel's streams recently. He was playing through the first Metroid Prime, and I checked in to see what he was doing and he was doing the hive mecha boss i was having a little bit of trouble and i told him pay attention to the radar that's where um and that's how you can uh, 
uh, tell where the wasps are. And immediately he he caught on to that and he was like, mm-hmm. dude, that's that you just completely re- uh, changed the fight. Like that was awesome. And it's like I I love that that fight uses the radar, but no other fights really do that. It's more of just kind of like this cool aesthetic piece yeah. of the visor. But this is the one boss fight where the radar like actually like it like is a seriously helpful tool and makes it significantly easier. And, you know, again, I, I wish more boss fights took advantage of this, but at the same time, it's another thing that makes this really underrated boss fight even more unique. Also, shout outs to the uh, the music as well. A uh, very criminally underrated track as well. You know, I actually, I'm, I, I'm having a hard time picturing the music in my head right now. I think I've got the Thardis music playing in my head, but that's that's not right. Um, <laughs> Definitely not. So, so yeah, I, I really like your point about the radar, though, because I, I, I'm looking at this list of bosses, and really, I mean, you could make an argument for a, one of the later game bosses, but, like, this is really the only boss where you have more than one adversary that's directly in front of you that you have to contend with. Um, so I, I do like it for that as well. So, yeah, I, I think that this is a pretty a pretty underrated boss fight. Like, yeah, it's not going to be challenging for the top spot, but I think that the you know, like everything that it's got going on for it is cool. It's There's nothing really like it in the game otherwise. So I, I don't know. I, I would be tempted to... Oh, I don't know. Would you put this above the Parasite Queen fight? That's tough. Probably I feel not. like these Probably are similar. Not. I I can't. I I don't think I can quite put it above PQ just because. I f- I feel like they're both in the same. I think if we're talking about just the pure boss fight, I think I I think I prefer the actual fight itself in the Hive Mecha, but between the setting, the music, um, and all and all that, and the sound design, I I think that is going to put PQ just a just a bit higher because of that presentation. I think I agree with that. Uh, I actually almost verbatim, where I think that the fight itself is funner, but I do think that the setting does detract from it a little bit because you're in kind of like the, you know, this dark, dank room that doesn't really have anything else going for it. The Mecha Hive doesn't look... I don't know. Like, they... they Again, this is just putting my critical hat on. It doesn't really matter because the fight is fun. But they could have maybe done something to have, like, a little bit more... I don't know, like a, a mix of organic and mechanical to make the Mecha Hive really pop. And I feel like it, uh, I don't know, maybe it just doesn't have that. Uh, so I do think that the fight is better, but PQ is a better setting, better music, better presentation. Probably worse fight, but it's not, the, the actual it's fight the more, isn't everything. It's the more memorable fight. Uh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so that concludes that. So our list right now is we have number one, the Parasite Queen, Number two, the Mecha Hive, and number three, our pal, the Plated Beetle. <laughs> um, he's all right. trying. He's he's trying, and I I almost feel bad that we had to do this guy like second overall. Like we, you know, he's just, he's just gonna be in last place like this entire show. So if you the next time you're you're playing Metroid Prime, you take it easy on the the Plated Beetle. Um, okay, let's move on to the next boss. This is the Incinerator Drone. I've went first the last couple times, Doom. You take it away. What do you think? I think this one's a slightly worse version of the Hive Mecha. Like again, not a bad boss, but it's just kind of it's it's a bit it's a bit too meandering. Like like Hive Mecha is to an extent as well, but there's more actions that you're doing to actually get to that weak point, whereas whereas the Incinerator Drone, you're just you're just waiting for that weak point to pop up. You're not actively you know, you're not actively whittling down the war wasps to activate it. And so it's just a lot of standing around and waiting for stuff to happen and it's not and 
there isn't really many hard obstacles to dodge, which we'll talk we'll talk about that again in a in a later boss fight because I definitely that might be one of my biggest critique with some Prime's bosses, but mm-hmm. yeah, overall not a bad boss fight, but I'd probably rank it uh, in between Hive Mecha and um, and the Plated Beetle right here. I was in between because I th- I think. I would rank it just above the Hive Mecha. But I do agree with what you said. Actually, I agree with everything that you said. But I think why I would put this above the Hive Mecha, and this is like clearly you're going to see this pattern develop with me over the course of this episode. And if you've ever listened to previous episodes like this, I think that the setting is a lot... It it just feels a lot more, I don't know, robust to me than the setting for the Hive Mecha or for the Mecha Hive. I, I just there's something about like being trapped in this small room and you've got all these flames and like the the lights going off the wall. I think that that adds a lot to the presentation where the hive mecha just kind of has like the again I keep saying it but it's like that dark dank room with like the slightly crooked platform that you're on and it's like yeah this is okay. Um, I will say that I do think that the incinerator drone is at least kind of cool like when it when it is shooting out the flames and like it's kind of you know, changing, whether it's angling up, angling down, if it's just straight on. So it does give you some options. So while you are, I mean, you are standing there waiting for the little siren or whatever it is on the top of it to to pop out and shoot it. But I also do think that there's at least some kind of movement involved. Probably not as much, well, definitely not as much as with the Hive Mecha, but enough where it's not just like, you're just like completely standing around, like waiting for you know this this thing to pop out on the top of its head um i think that the actual incinerator drone looks kind of cool too like when it's like that it's just a piece of machinery so i think it looks kind of cool i don't know i don't know if i would argue for it strongly enough to be like above the mecha hive i just like i think that it was a cool concept but they probably could have done a little bit more with it and like if there was fire coming out from the walls too, I think that would have been cool. Or like maybe some lava spills into the floor and like you have to jump on platforms at one point to to avoid it. Something like that. Again, this is a very, very early boss. I want to say that you get the bombs after beating the incinerator drone. Um, I think that's right. So, yep. so you know, we're, we're still kind of easing our way in. We have to keep in mind, again, first 3D Metroid, first time a lot of, maybe a lot of Metroid fans have ever played a first-person shooter. So like, Easing people in is, is the name of the game here, but yeah, I, I think I would rank it above Mecha Hive, but I, I can't fight for it if you're if you're particular about that either. It's just I feel like kinda like eh. Yeah, I, I would personally I would personally put Hive Mecha above it, but like I'm also like I'm not like vehemently going to fight for that, you know, you know, so it's like whatever. I feel like they're very similar well, not similar mechanically, but like kind of similar bosses in that like they're both very early on. They're they're both still easy enough to let players finding their feet kind of get settled and get the the items that you need to really start cooking in Metroid Prime. So I feel like in that way they're kind of similar. Um, I know that it's definitely better than the Armored Beetle, so we'll give you that. I'll tell you what I I feel I don't really feel strongly about it at all. So we can just put Parasite Queen. We can leave Parasite Queen at number one. We can have uh, the Mecha Hive at number two, Incinerator Drone at number three, and the Plated Beetle at number four. That sound all right? Sounds good. All right. All right, let's get to our first heavy hitter boss. And uh, I'm going to say I'm putting this at number one on our current list as it is right now, and that is uh, Flagra. 
And this is, so I've talked about this before in Metroid, where one of the things that I really love about your classic Ridley battles in, like, the 2D series is, like, there's, it's just, like, there's your enemy, you can hit him anywhere, and you just need to hit him enough times, and he's done. And I love that about those fights. And um, I kind of like that because I feel like there should be, like, a diversity to the amount of boss fights or the type of boss fights that you have. And this fight... I feel like is the complete opposite of that, which I kind of love about it, where it's like basically one big puzzle. It's not really a fight so much as it is just a puzzle, and you have to be quick enough to activate what you need to activate in the right amount of time. Um, so I really love it for that. I don't know... I wouldn't necessarily say this is a very challenging fight, I don't think, but uh, it's it's fun. I, like, I always have a lot of fun when I play it. The presentation is awesome. Um, the, like the big... The sunroom with all of the, I don't even know, what would you call it, the, the, the light things that are shining down. Um, I think that those look great. I think that the logic behind the fight is great, where you have to essentially, like, burst them up so that uh, Flagger is not getting energy anymore. And I think it's very satisfying when you Morph Ball Bomb right into the guts of Flagra and cause it some big damage. So, I really like this fight. Probably wouldn't be my number one overall fight in the game, but I think it's one overall... Number one overall for me right now. So I have a bit of a hot take. I don't know if it's a spicy take, but it's I think it's a I think it's a little warm. Low key, this might be my favorite boss in the game. I love this fight. Wow. So much. Okay. It all it all depends on how we uh, on how we uh, view one of the later bosses. We'll we'll get there when we get there. But uh, at, for now, like absolutely number one in our current list for sure. And. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, I am a sucker for, uh, you know, we talked, you know, we talked last week about, you know, how I love Prime 2's bosses so much. And the reason why I love a lot of those bosses is because of uh, the diversity of tactics used to defeat them. In particular, the utilization of the Morph Ball. And I feel like that all really started with uh, this Flagra boss. It, it incorporates um, a lot of circle strafing again, like with the Parasite Queen. And then, of course, you have to go into Morph Ball mode. Uh, to take out the bombs, and those are basically all four of its health points. Um, on top of that, you have um, Flugra is one of the sickest enemy designs in the game. Like Very I think cool. it looks so so disgusting, so grotesque. You know, you have this almost organic hybrid plant uh, with like these weird knives knife arms like grafted to it. It's such a it's such a bizarre looking uh, Lovecraftian horror, and I'm absolutely in love with it. Um, the music is great too, especially the um, the PAL and the Trilogy version, which is a huge extended version of it, and it sounds so so awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I think it's very cool. Um, I like that it is like a natural like part of Talon Four that is has been like corrupted by Phazon, and I like that. So you you obviously get a reward after beating Flaker. You get the various suit, but you also get. The additional reward of all of the the water is finally not toxic to you anymore either. So you can go into the water. So I like that about this fight as well. I do really like just like a good... You know, the Zelda series does this all the time where you have a lot of bosses that are like... They're puzzles rather than they're bosses. You have to do something in order to activate a weak point and then you, you take advantage of that weak point. And so this felt to me... Like a very Legend of Zelda boss fight. And I really dig that about this boss. Um, and I think it makes a really nice um, a really nice counterpart to the other fights that I mentioned earlier. Where like you're just like 
beating the hell out of Ridley with 18 super missiles and 100 regular missiles or whatever. So I, I really I really enjoy this boss. And yeah, it's easy number one on our list for right now, which I guess I should update. So our list right now is looking like so. Um, number one, Flagra. Number two, Parasite Queen. Number three, Mecha Hive. Number four, Incinerator Drone. And number five, the Plated Beetle. Uh, okay, let's go on to our last like mini boss. And that is the first encounter that you have with Shigoth. And of course, this is be this becomes a regular enemy during the course of the game and uh you know, you can it arguably it's upstaged a lot by a later boss in the game. But I kind of dig this fight. I really do. Like I think that it's a cool fight. I think that the the room uh, pretty much everywhere in Fendrana looks like really awesome when you're like every room looks cool basically but i think that this is like a pretty cool fight that uh that you can do um it feels rewarding because you get the wave beam after um and, and i feel like Shigoth is just kind of like a badass enemy like the design is cool the big ice thing on its back looks cool and when it freezes you it's just like oh man like i come on we got to get out and there's a sense of urgency that comes with it so i i think it's going to be probably lower just because you do fight some of them over the course of the game and you do you know, you, you, it's not just like, you, this is not your only encounter with him, but, um, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of Shigoth. And I will say that sometimes when you see a Shigoth with baby Shigoth, it's just like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm the worst person ever. How could I, how could I be taking this, this mama out protecting your little Shigoth babies? So yeah, I don't know. Where would you put Shigoth? Oh yeah. I, I love the Shigoth so much. Like, you know, we were talking about how the armored the uh, the plated beetle, you know, the design is like kind of whatever. Not for the she got. This thing looks so awesome. I especially love uh, the way um, the fo uh, the fo its foggy breath like masks masks its face. It almost looks like there is a skull like coming towards you as it slowly walks forward. And I love how like the environment shakes with each step. There's so many small like attentions to details uh, with this with this enemy, and it's just um, so um, so great. And despite the fact that it is a mini boss, it feels like a regular yeah. boss when you take it out the first time, just because your tools are extremely weak compared to it. But um, I think it has that gravity about it too, and like the the room that you fight it in is like a big boss looking type room, right? It looks like a room where you'd just be like, if you see it on your map, it's like, all right, there's a boss fight room for sure. Yeah, and the way it makes attentions too. So like the plated beetle, it just comes out of the ground like any regular beetles, but like. After you take out the baby Shigas, this thing just plows through the wall, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> I, I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> and just everything about it is super intimidating, the way, like, it will absorb all your shots, and you have to, like, you know, you have to, like, manually aim your missiles or drop bombs near its mouth, like, like it's a really unique, it's a really unique fight. And then it also, technically thought part of the original fight, but... Man, it feels so good once you get the plasma beam and you can just start melting oh. those things without any effort. Yeah. It's like, I love when Metroid does that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we talked about that. Uh, I don't remember if it was on last week's show or in the Discord chat or whatever, but like there is that awesome point when you are playing and you just reach that, <coughs> excuse me, that like God mode and it's like time to, time to melt these guys, which I do think is very satisfying. So yeah, I don't know. Where would you put it? Uh, I would probably, I'm not going to lie, I, I actually might rank this thing above P PQ. I think I might put this between PQ and Flagra. I really like this one. Okay, I wouldn't argue with that. I wouldn't argue with that at all, actually. I was going to say maybe under PQ, but... 
I'm totally fine with putting it under under PQ as well. Like I'm totally because we because uh, well, we compromised because we compromised on Hive Mecha and Incinerator. I'm totally willing to compromise on. No, but this I, I feel PQ. like I kind of like that because I feel like it's bold and like the temptation is to rank it a little bit lower because it is, you know, a a mini boss and you do see some of them later. But like I really like I do feel like when you go into that room and you first see Shigoth, it does have the same kind of presentation as like when you go in and fight like a, a regular boss. Like. It feels like there's some weight. It feels like there's some heft. It feels like you're in for a big fight, which you are at that point in the game. So I'm actually okay ranking it above Parasite Queen, like because I think that what really makes Parasite Queen jump up our list isn't the fight, but it's the setting. But I like I feel like the setting of this fight is cool as well. Yeah. All right. So there we go. We got on our list so far. Number one is Flagra, number two is Shigoth, number three is Parasite Queen, number four is Mecha Hive, number five, Incinerator Drone, and number six. I don't even want to say his name anymore. The Plate of Beaver. <laughs> He's going to be there the whole time, this poor guy. Okay, let's move on to a heavy hitter, I feel like. I, I want. I actually, I want your opinion first. All right. I'm, I'm, so, so, I'm uh, sorry. I didn't even say that. I'm talking about Thardis, by the way. I'm uh, talking about Thardis. I, I was about to say, like, I feel like we're going into Thardis because yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the next boss. I was like, but... I was like, Doom, aren't you saying anything? Oh, wait. I didn't say what boss we're on. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Thardis. Uh, spoiler, I love this boss battle, but I'm curious to see where you rank it, Mr. Doom Little Crossing. Certified Hood Classic. I mean, you know, I was about to say who doesn't love Thardis, but I have indeed seen people who uh, think this boss is overrated, and they are incorrect. Really? Uh, is a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Particularly, I, I don't want to call any names because they're, you know, they're awesome and you know, it's not necessary. But like, I, I have seen people who, they're not, they're not a fan of uh, how the boss freezes you, and they don't, and how, and all that. I personally think the freezing is a wonderful punishment because again, this is another boss. By this time, the game is really hammered into the importance of circle strafing, and this is the first boss. That really punishes yeah. you if you don't if you don't circle circle strafe, and so I, I think it's I think it's and you don't even have to necessarily circle strafe. You can also space jump over it as well. So it's like it's a it's a pretty easy ta- attack to avoid, and it's just a reminder like, hey, get the get these down because you're going to need them later, and we're about to lay down some pretty heavy consequences if mm-hmm. you don't get it through your get it through your skull. But uh, yeah, uh, the music is really kick ass. Uh, one of the best boss themes in the game, in my opinion absolutely love it the design um I, I didn't realize just how heavily inspired it was by galaxy quest until i saw that recently and so uh so i, I thought that was pretty funny making those connections and multiple retro devs that uh, our friend kiwi talks has interviewed has even uh talked about those connections as well so th- i thought that was really cool but yeah everything about this it's a cool fight it's a cool mechanic that utilizes the thermal visor um um it looks awesome the music is awesome um and you get and you get one of the best items, if not the best item in the game after you defeat it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page. You know, it's funny. I don't ever see anybody talking about this boss fight, really. I see a lot of people, at least in our circle, that talk about, uh, I mean, wrong game. But Quadraxis comes up a lot as like a really awesome fight. Um, a lot of people talk about Meta Ridley, of course, as an awesome fight. Metroid Prime. I don't see a lot of people talking about Thardis. And maybe I'm just not paying attention, but... This might be my one of my favorite boss fights in the game. This might be my favorite boss fight in the game. It's so awesome. Um, yes, you do get frozen for sure, and uh, it is sometimes very hard to to dodge. 
But I feel like I really like that. The thing about this boss fight that I really love is, like, it's kind of the opposite of what we were talking about with, with Flagger, where, like, that one was a puzzle that you needed to meticulously do in order to defeat this boss, whereas this one just feels like a brawl. But not like a not like the Ridley type where you're just firing missiles willy-nilly. Like, it feels like a brawl, but you also have to use your head. And it feels like Thardis is over you, like, the entire time. Like, you can never put that much space in between you and Thardis, which is just like, oh my god, like, get away from me, guy. Um... Which makes it when he's throwing ice at you all the more awesome, and you get frozen because it's just like, oh, like I know better. Like I gotta, I gotta get away from him. So I really, I really love. Like it does feel like a close combat, close quarters fight, even though you're in this massive arena, and it's that's a cool room too because it really is just like an arena. You sh- you see it on your map. It's a big circle. You're like, well, I think there's something waiting for me there, and there <laughs> absolutely is. The design of Thardis is awesome. He looks like an awesome stone talus from Breath of the Wild, uh, which and he's cooler than any of those guys too, by the way. And and I do love how you know you do have to use your visor, hone in, and and examine the weak point. But it's not like you get like a lot of breathing room in order to do that. Like you have to do that kind of on the fly. Like a lot of bosses when when it's time for you to attack them will sit there and they'll like taunt at you or something like that or something stupid, right? Thardis doesn't really do that. He's just kind of like going and like you gotta. You gotta dodge the ice, you gotta dodge him rolling around the arena, and you've gotta fire when it is appropriate to fire. So I I really like this fight. It's the hardest boss fight in the game, I think, it, towards this point, for sure. Oh yeah. Maybe maybe not the hardest boss in the game, but I, I think it's one of them, just you know, for where you are with you, the amount of equipment that you have in this game. So I for everything that you already said, um, the music, the presentation, the the item that you get after I I really really like this boss battle. I I I could see it ending up at number one on my list overall here, and I'm gonna put it number one on my list. I'm gonna put it above Flagra. I don't know what 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 your head is at or where your head is at, but I'm thinking Thardis is going pretty high. Yeah, I'd put I'd put Flagra above on my list, but Thardis is like easily like a number two so far, and I and I feel like Thardis is gonna be in the top five spot when we when we finish this whole list out because I really like this boss. And also another thing I'd love love to point out is this is the first boss that really feels like you've entered the gauntlet. Because like most of the bosses at this point you can defeat relatively easy. Thordis is one that even you know, even if you're speedrunning the game, this one's gonna take a little bit more time to take down. And it really does feel like mm-hmm. it really yeah, it really does feel like this long term engagement, which I really I really enjoy when done properly. It just like it just feels like a fight. You know, and that sounds simple, but like when when you have a boss battle and it feels like a brawl, it like it just it's so satisfying. Like that's why I love the Ridley Super Metroid fight so much. It's just because like that is just like a big hoss fight, like between two big behemoths. And this is kind of similar. Yes, you're not literally big, but like you're powerful, and he's powerful, and it's just like you know, it's it's coming together and punching heads, and I think it's awesome. I'm gonna push for number one above Flagra. I have to. I feel strongly about this. Uh, you know what? I'm fine with that. I will. I will still rank Flugger above my personal list, but for our overall Omega list, I'm totally fine on this compromise. All right, Thordis is a wonderful boss, and, and so is Flagger, To be fair, but like, I I love that. Like, because you couldn't get two more different types of bosses than Flagra and then Thardis, um, which we'll see a little bit because I think that you also kind of have another like different type of boss coming up. But uh, yeah, let's let's keep on going here. Um, so Thardis is taking the number one spot. All the previous rankings stay the same. Um, let's talk about the Omega Pirate. 
that you fight deep in the depths of uh, the Phazon Mines. You could have almost made a case for one of the Elite Pirates being like a mini-boss that you fight, but you f I feel like you fight a lot of them, and the Elite Pirate is just kind of like basically the same thing. Just bigger, badder, meaner. Um, I think that this is like a middle-of-the-pack to higher middle-of-the-pack for me. Um, and, uh, and I don't know why, because you get an awesome reward. I love what happens after where he falls on you and you get the phase on suit. That's awesome. I think that the design of the Omega Pirate is awesome. I'm actually, I'm actually not sure what it is about it. That's just kind of makes me a little bit more trepidatious with it. I, I don't know if it's that you have to wait for the hand thing to, to stop and then you can fire on it. I, I'm not really sure. There's something about this boss though, that I, whenever I get here, I'm just kind of like, I'm excited to face it, but I'm glad it's over once it's done. You know, like I don't, I don't enjoy it in the same way that I enjoy like the actual act of fighting Flagra and Thardis, if that makes sense. I don't know if it does. I'm definitely, I, I think I'd put this in my number three or four slot in the, in our list so far. <clears throat> so probably, so probably like below, below Flagra, maybe. I, I uh, think maybe I would put Shigoth. it below Flagra as well. I, I, I would, I think I have to put Omega Pirate above Shegoth, but yeah. I, I yeah, if I you think, were to make an argument, I would listen to it for Shigoth above Omega. Yeah, I, th I think I, I think I'd ultimately put Omega above um, Shigoth. I still love this fight. Like, don't get me mm. wrong. Um, it you know it has a lot of the things with the other fights where this thing towers over you, and unlike the other fights, you have to get close and personal to this thing, but you can't get too close, uh, which I really like. The problem I do have is because you're constantly aiming so far upward. Um, you lose a lot of the peripheral view of the ground, and it's very easy to like stumble into a wall or stumble yeah, into a pool or, of face. Yeah, or you kind of get like twisted around and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and and a part and a, a part of me a part of me likes that because it emphasizes the scale of the boss. But another part of it is also just kind of annoying as well. And that's and I feel like that's the weakness that puts it into the more of the bronze category for me instead of a top contender. Had it not been for that, honestly, I think this might even um, I think this might even top a flogger for me because I mean I love the setting, I uh, I love the music, mm. I love um, I, again you talk the phase on suit. It's my favorite favorite uh, suit it's of awesome. all time. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love I love kind of the gimmick of like um, him calling his, uh, his his pirates in that you have that you have to do. I I don't know. I, there's something about that that I've just just always lo love. Like like hey. I need my boys to back me up. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like, I, I do think that it, that it is fun. I think I'm trying to articulate how I feel. I think that if you, I'm jumping way ahead here, but I think that if the second phase of Metroid prime wasn't as fun as it is, I would think of this fight differently. Cause it kind of have a similar gimmick in a way where like, there is a little bit of backup that's called, and you have to destroy him at certain points. But there's just like, so, there's something about this fight where like the Omega Pirate like regenerates its health, which is just kind of like, you know, roll my eyes at that. Um, there I is. Mean, I, don't, I mean, I don't mind it because that's like when you can deal the most damage to it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. There, there's something about this fight. It's, uh, it's challenging, but not like. I, I, I see a lot of people say that this fight is like really, really challenging. And while I would agree that it is challenging. I do think that the only time that it's challenging is when you have like a million pirates that are around and like it's regenerating its health and it's just kind of like this isn't challenging necessarily in a way that's fun for me to play. Um, but and I do think that a lot of its attacks are kind of annoying, like especially the stupid ground quake that it does, because like I find like often you're just like, all right, jump up. Are you going to do it again? OK, 
jump up one more time. All right, jump up. So like that can that can get a bit repetitive, but I do Might think as well that jump. Yeah, but I do think that like when you when you are battling and you are going full throttle and there's he's not doing any of his annoying attacks, then the fight is really fun, especially when he's like blasting his own pirates. I think that's great. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I would rank this below below Flygra for sure. Um, I think it would have been cool if, like, they did this with um, the Berserker Pirates in Prime 3, but I think it would have been cool if he actually like, picked up Pirates and tried to throw them. Yeah, that would have been balance. awesome. They I probably didn't have enough time to do that, or maybe the GameCube just couldn't do something like that, but that would have been awesome. But, yeah, really my only problem with this fight is just that lack of peripheral vision when you're trying to lock onto it. But otherwise, I don't have any complaints. I just, I wonder for me if I'm, like, because, you know, we talked about Yes, you fight um, Shigoth before you fight Thardis, but like those are completely different types of enemies. Where I do feel like you fight the Elite Pirate a couple times, at least like two times before you get to the Omega Pirate, and it's different, but it's not like so different that it's you know what I mean, like it's worlds apart. Um, so I wonder if that kind of has a little bit of bearing on my ranking as well. I will say this: the Omega Pirate looks so awesome. So awesome. And it is satisfying, like, bursting his muscles, like, one by one. So mm -hmm. take that for what it's worth. I, I feel like I kind of dumped on the Omega Pyre. I, I really do like that fight, but there's something about it that just keeps it from, from being, like, the top-tier fight for me. Which, because I feel like for a lot of people, I think this is, like, a top-tier fight in the game. Um, where I would probably say it's it's more, like, higher middle of the pack for me. Mm-hmm. So, I, would, yeah. I would say it's I would say it's like between mid and high tier for me. Like again, it's a solid bronze medal. Okay, all right. Well, let's let's go over these rankings here because they have changed. Um, so number one, we've got Thardis. Number two, we've got Flagra. Number three, we've got the Omega Pirate. Number four is Shigoth. Number five, Parasite Queen. Number six, the Mecha Hive. Number seven, Incinerator Drone. Number eight, Plated Beetle. And here we go. This is the one that everybody has been wanting to hear this entire show, and we're finally here. And it's Meta Ridley. Now, let's talk about the positives of this fight before we, we dive into the other half. Because I feel like this is a very, very divisive fight among some Metroid fans. Or maybe it's just me. I don't know. But, positives. Atmosphere is awesome. You're at the Artifact Temple. Ridley comes in and destroys everything. Absolutely fantastic. The The music... I actually, I'm not as in love with this rendition of, of Metal, of Meta Ridley, but, you know, it is a good, it's a good remix, but I, I feel like it just lacks, it lacks a little bit of, like, intensity. I don't know, like, it's too, too, it's too quiet almost, like, I want, like, a heart-pumping boss battle, and this one is more, like, mechanical and more, I don't know, and that probably makes sense, but, anyways, this is supposed to be positives. So, the music is fine, but it's not, like, AA plus for me. But it does have good music. So we got a good setting. We've got good music. And I would say that the second half of this boss fight is pretty fun. Pretty fun. Um, however, I do think that this is not my favorite Ridley fight. Because of reasons that we've talked about before. When you are fighting Ridley, like especially in the first phase when he, when he has his wings, there are just like large large sections of time where you are standing around doing nothing you're not moving you're not doing anything other than just watching him fly around in the distance and waiting for him to come back and this happens like repeatedly over and over and over again in this fight and sometimes he'll finally fly back and dive bomb you and they just keep flying and it's like 
come on. So I do think that this fight takes like a long time to really get cooking. Um, and the atmosphere and the music aren't enough to make up for that for me. Especially when, and I know this isn't fair, but especially when I compare that to some of my absolute favorite Ridley fights in, in the past. We're like Super Metroid. I've talked about it a bunch of times. Like that's just such an awesome brawl that I loved it. Or Proteus Ridley, which is kind of like a brawl, but there is also some strategy to be found there as well. So I I do think that like this isn't the strongest Ridley fight. I don't think it's the strongest fight in the game. I don't know. Where would you rank it, Doom? All right, this is the real spicy take. Are you ready for this? I think this is near the bottom of the list for me. I think this is wow, not... Wow, okay, not I wasn't expecting it, that. I think I, I'm going to put only the plated beetle lower than uh, Meta Ridley. That's how low I'm putting Oof. this fight. I am not a... I'm not a... Well, I, again, again, there's not a single boss that I absolutely hated in this game. But, like, for a Ridley fight, I think that this absolutely just fails to deliver on so many fronts. I think I think aside from NES Ridley, I think this might be my my least favorite Ridley fight, if I'm being completely honest. Wow. You know, um, one of the very first episodes Dak and I did, we were ranking the Ridley fights, and he was pushing for this for number one overall. I was pushing for Super. We never did get a tiebreaker, Doom. So what you're saying now is like, the 10th episode yeah. of Omega Metroid, we can go back and declare Ridley from Super the winner. I would absolutely put Super above it. Super, I, I would agree with you. Super is one of the be- better ones. Not my personal favorite, but like it, it's definitely like near the top of the Really pack. quickly, this is completely off topic, and I'm putting you on the spot here. Give me your give me your Ridley fights. Top oh, Ridley thought, fights. Well, I believe I've talked about on the podcast, but even though even though I'm not a fan of him being in Samus Returns. Putting all of putting the fight itself in a bubble, I think that's easily my favorite Ridley fight. Yeah, I really I could, like. I could accept that. Yeah, much much for the same reasons that you um, described. How it's kind of like a combination of that bare knuckle brawl of Super Metroid, but then you also have the more cinematic elements of like the cutscenes and the counters and stuff like and that. I love that the baby Metroid is with you, helping yes. you beat Ridley. I love that. Oh, anyways, yeah, anyways. absolutely. Um. Yeah, am I, am I doing like the whole Ridley rankings, or did I? Just no, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. You, you just uh, I cut you off. You were talking about Ridley and Metroid Prime, so I, I'll let you keep okay. going. But yeah, uh, the music. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know where that wrong music opinion came from, but the door is right there. <laughs> um, uh, the Meta Ridley music uh, again. Not my. Not my favorite. If you want to hear my uh, favorite uh, Ridley theme, check out our episode that I did with Lacey Johnson talking about our favorite renditions of Metroid themes. Um, but the Meta Ridley theme, definitely up there. Uh, definitely one of my personal favorites. The design, by far the best Ridley design we've ever gotten. I don't think anything has even come close to the Prime 1 Meta Ridley design. But like, I, I could agree man, with that. I am a fan of classic Dragon Ridley, but like Meta Ridley looks so awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so glad First Four Figures did a statue of him. It looks so awesome. But... Man, this fight, you know, I talked a lot about, you know, the incinerator drone about, you know, standing around, meandering and waiting. But man, Meta Ridley, like by far of all the fights in the game, there's so much standing around and waiting for stuff to happen. And there's and there's no engagement. The thing about Ridley, it's this constant engagement, constant bit of adrenaline. And it's just not there in this fight. You're just waiting for him to do something. And that is just completely antithetical to what i get um enjoyment from in a ridley fight um the second phase it's okay i don't think i'd go as far as you to where i'd say oh the second phase is so good it's fine but again i feel like they could have done more with it yeah the the uh, thing about the second phase is like even in the second phase like you're still kind of standing around waiting a lot for ridley to 
like, like get his claw back and charge at you. And at least when he's charging at you, you can dodge and like that feels a little bit intense. But like then he'll kind of do that stupid thing like I was just talking about with, with Thardis where like Ridley will stop and he'll be like, ah, and he'll like breathe fire or whatever into the air. And it's like, all right, well, I guess it's time to shoot you now. So it like it, it feels like kind of kind of forced in a way like uh. I was I was going to say I think um I think Omega Ridley in Prime 3 is like the fully realized version of what this Meta Ridley fight should have been because he does, you know, he does fly around a lot of that fight. He does take it to the ground and I just think again though that fight is significantly more engaging and you also get to use a lot more of your stuff like the grapple lasso and stuff yeah. which is pretty fun. The you get to use the X-ray visor in that fight as well. So I I personally think Omega the Omega Ridley fight is like does everything better than the um the med the meta ridley fight in terms of like how you actually take him on but uh it's it's a much smaller arena too that you're fighting in mm-hmm. which um but, is it is a drawback of this or like it's a strength and a weakness because the strength like the the vista that you're fighting over looks awesome and it looks fantastic and the artifact temple is is or was a beautiful site that ridley is kind of like desecrated but it's just like God, he's it's, it's like I think he's over by the mountain over there. I don't know. I can't see him. And then you lose your your target lock, and it's just like there's so much waiting. And like I I think that the second phase is certainly better. But even like the second phase starts when I don't think it's a fifty fifty split, is it? Like I think it's like I think it's like uh, it's like sixty or sixty five percent of his health yeah. has to be gone before you get to the second phase where his wings pop off. So that even getting to there is just like oh my god, it feels like it's taking forever. And even then, it's not as intense as, as I might like to see from a Ridley boss battle, especially one that's kind of like like you've been building up to for the for the duration of the game. Um, now, obviously, we're being overly critical. Like the fight itself is is mostly fine. Like it's mm-hmm. it's still a fun fight, cinematic, or whatever. But I, yeah, I don't know. Like I think for a lot of players, like the fact that it's Ridley just makes up for a lot of the shortcomings of this fight, and I can understand that definitely. Um, because there's more heft to fighting Ridley than there is to fighting Thardis or fighting Flag or people you've never heard of or creatures you've never heard of. But yeah, I just like it's not the most engaging fight. Like, is it? Like, you you it really is. You're you're standing around like a lot, and you don't have like you're not really doing a whole lot. Like you you kind of he comes down, you wait, super missile, rinse, repeat. That's yeah, it. and like the first the first flyby is like really cool because it's like oh he's like yeah. going way out far in the arena that looks so cool no none of the other bosses do this but then he does it again and again and again and it just gets old so fast you know like, what it is it's like you remember that episode of the Simpsons where they're watching a soccer game and everybody's like jacked the first couple seconds of the soccer game and then like the soccer players just keep passing the ball to each other and nobody moves and then like the crowd slowly quiets down i just saw this meme the other day which is why i'm bringing it up because the world cup of soccer is on which by the way canada scored a goal today which is very cool we haven't done that ever in the world cup but we got eliminated anyways so it was like that where it's like it starts off really cool and then you realize it's just like oh this is it oh this isn't that fun anymore and then it's just like (laughs) i guess we're just waiting and waiting and waiting and it, it is too bad because i think that this fight has a lot of stuff going for it but it doesn't I don't know. It doesn't live up to its full potential for me, especially, you know, like I said, like being a Ridley fight is a blessing and a curse because like it's, you know, it, in inherently it's more of a bigger deal than fighting Thardis or Flagra or the Omega Pirate because it's Ridley. But then you also have all of these other awesome Ridley fights that you can compare it to where it's just like, 
yeah, this fight isn't all that good. It's not as good as Super. It's not as good as Samus Returns, or it's not as good as Corruption. So it's kind of a double-edged sword, and I feel like, unfortunately, Meta Ridley uh, just doesn't doesn't stack up. And I, you know what? That music, it's not... It's okay. It's just okay. It's missing some punch. You know what? I, it doesn't have any oomph. You're, I, a, I, you're a music guy. You know what I'm talking about. It has no oomph. I, I disagree. It's very it's very ah. percussive influence. Like typically the, the typically the Ridley themes are more melodically influenced, but this one is very much on the percussive side, which I really like. So you said it, brother. All right, where so you're gonna rank this like second to last? I am I'm ranking this below Incinerator Drone. I, That's me. I'm willing to I'm willing to compromise on the exact yeah, ranking. We have as to compromise as, because I I, long, I won't do that as long as it's in the as long as it's as it's in the second half. I'm willing to compromise as long as it's still in the second half. I would be willing to put Meta Ridley below Parasite Queen. I'm fine with that. I, which just, that feels so criminal. Like, that feels criminal. But, like, the fight is, if I'm looking, I'm just like, okay, like, I think that the Shigoth fight was really fun. And, like, really, you know, and, like, certainly Omega Pirate and Flagger and Thardis are, like, certainly above this. Parasite Queen, like... At least that was kind of teaching me how to play the game, and the setting was cool, and the music had some oomph to it, you know, technical term. So, you know, I, people say that they dread doing the artifact hunts. The artifact hunts is way more fun than this boss battle. I'll just say that. Yeah, right I love there. the artifact hunts. I don't know what people's big <laughs> deal with that is. Um, God, I feel I just feel like we should be like looking over our shoulders of ranking this fight that low. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not but waiting it's true. for the- I'm waiting for Dak's apparition to just come and haunt, haunt my house for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I have a question for you. Do you want to break Metroid Prime into Phase 1 and Phase 2? So, I'm, I'm glad you brought this brought this up. Because I kind of do. Because depending on how we do this, this is going to drastically change the way that I rank this fight. Maybe we can do... How about this? Let's let's break them down into Phase 1 and Phase 2, and then we can see what we what you would have thought of if we didn't do that. How about that? Okay, I think that's fair, yeah. Because I, I kind of wanted to break it... And I like both phases, by the way, so it, like to me it's not like a big deal, but I, I did want to separate them because I do feel like each kind of has their own unique identity and some, some good stuff going for it. So let's start off with Metroid Prime Phase 1. Maybe the most badass music in the game. Like the... Like this the slow build-up. Oh, it's so odd. It makes me just want to like rise up like Frankenstein's monster and just run through a wall. It's so awesome. Now, I will say that this is a fight that I think gets by a lot on the awesome music and the awesome presentation and how awesome Metroid Prime looks. Because Metroid Prime looks so sick. And man, if they remake that game, they got to do an amiibo of Metroid Prime, like the Guardian amiibo they did for Breath of the Wild. That'd be so oh, awesome. Um, the actual fight itself, I feel like, is kind of like it's okay. Um, there's not like a whole lot to it, really. You you obviously have to switch between your beams a lot, take out like the little flying orbs that are coming at you a lot, and avoid Metroid Prime when he's charging at you a lot. But there's really not like. Like, there's some random fire and stuff after that. He has that one move where he kind of sucks you in and you have to get out. But, like, I there, I feel like there's not, like, a whole lot to this fight. But, at least for me, the, the, the fight really gets by just based on its cinematics, its presentation, its music, and the, I guess, the aura that the fight creates. Would you agree with that? 
Uh, for for sure. But I'm also so I'm going to both agree and disagree. I agree on like the overall atmosphere and the aura, but I'm going to disagree because I actually do think that this fight is one of the best in ga- best in the game. So best, in fact, that because we're ranking this solo without the second phase, I think I'm putting this ab- on my personal list. I'm putting this above Flugger even. This is, I think, is the game's best fight. I love, first of all, this is such a unique style of arena. You know, typically in this game, you'll have, you'll have very circular arenas. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're limited to like a, to like a ring shape. Sometimes you have access to the whole, whole arena, but they're, di- they're typically, they're typically dome shaped. This one is like shaped like um, a very narrow rectangle. And so you have a lot of, you have a lot of distance between you and Prime, but you don't have a lot of distance to strafe. And so you have to be able to, you have to really um, take some time to get adjust- adjusted to that. Mm-hmm. You also you also have little bits of cover that you can use, uh, destructible cover at that that you can use in like the first like little burrow that it goes into. But as you progress through the fight, soon before you know, it, you'll have absolutely no cover at all. So I think it's like these really cool like subtle training wheels to get you more and more adjusted to the fight as it goes on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this thing has a diverse ra- range of attacks. Um, it has, you know, kind of that bare knuckle brawl to it feel where you're just yes. wailing. Yes. You're just constantly wailing on its health. And it's close to quarter too. And he rushed that you were talking about the rectangle. Metroid Prime will take that away from you too as he rushes over to you. So if you're not ready, and there's little divots in the ground that you can roll into with the morph ball. So if you're not quick and you're not prepared, then like you're in trouble. And and again, you know me, you know, I love it when this game incorporates the morph ball into a boss fight. And yeah. so and it's it is absolutely crucial in this fight. Um, not not as an attack maneuver, but as an as a, an evasive maneuver, and so I think that's uh, super awesome. And I also love how I also love I don't know what they did in this fight specifically, but when you unmorph, you'll automatically always be facing Prime when you unmorph, which is a really cool quality of life feature for this boss in particular. It makes that morph ball dodge even more satisfying. You're just in and out like that, mm-hmm. and um, uh, yeah, this is this is my number one pick for sure. I you know. I think that you are probably going to allude to this, and I think I might agree as well, because I wanted to originally split the fights, but I think if we were to combine the fights, this would be number one on my list of bosses. I think I think it's even better than Thardis, and I don't know, it, it could be there anyways. I would be willing to put Metroid Prime Phase 1 at, like in the number one position for right now, and we'll see where Metroid Prime Phase 2 ends up as well, but like... The fight is fun. The setting is awesome. I lo- even like the way that Samus just like jumps fearlessly into the depths of the impact crater is like so awesome. It's just like it's such a little thing, and you see a lot of Samus in this fight too, which is cool because like you get to see the Phazon suit, which is always awesome. Um, so yeah, I, I really love it. Like the like I said, I don't think the fight is bad by any means, but I do think that the fight is maybe less so than the the presentation of the fight. But the fight certainly like does its part as well like there's a lot of like tense moments where these little orbs are coming at you you quickly got to destroy them but like as you're destroying them, you're like oh no metroid prime is charging at me now i gotta roll and like so there's a lot going on it has that close encounter kind of feel to it um the music is banging the entire time that you're doing it so i i think i could be comfortable putting it at number one i don't know about you yeah, it's not it's not an Assassin's Creed villain where like one and en- where like one enemy at a time that's surrounding you oh. will slowly attack you. Like no, this thing like it will do multiple attacks and you have to like be able to keep track of like everything that's going on, which I absolutely love. But, um, yeah, but yeah, so, it's my number one pick. Okay, number one. So well, then there's only one left, which is which is good because we're we're already going long here. Metroid Prime Phase Two. I you know I went first last time. 
You take it away. So I think this is where we're going to disagree because I'm not a fan of Metroid Prime Phase Two for really? a lot of the same. Yeah, for a lot of the same reasons that we talked about in the Meta Ridley and the Incinerator Drone fight, and that again, it's just a lot of meandering around, waiting, and doing nothing, which is really unfortunate because again, much like Meta Ridley, the presentation, the music—I mean, the, this boss theme is probably in like my top three Metroid tracks of all time. This boss theme is incredible. I love the way it incorporates that iconic six-note. Uh, Metroid main theme motif mm. into the fight, it sounds which is so really good. appropriate. Which is appropriate because I mean, it's it's Metroid Prime. Of course, it would have that theme, and so like you have you have that. It looks, I mean, it looks just absolutely. It has this. It you know the first phase of Metroid Prime looks like a creature. This one feels like there's a hint of intelligentsia, which kind of factors in to Dark Samus as well. I love and so I love that. Obviously, the the incorporation of the Phazon beam it looks awesome, and like the sound design of all that is great. But again, it's mostly just dodging that exact same um, shockwave attack for like a minute or two before you're just waiting for a Phazon pool to generate, and then you just gotta you just wail on it for a little bit, rinse and repeat, and that's it. Personally, if Metroid Prime ever does come to the Switch, I would like this fight to be a little more bit more just so that there's more engagement on the player's end um hmm. but yeah otherwise i think i would put this just above meta ridley um and incinerator drone well i'm not going to agree with you but i don't disagree inherently with the point that you're making where you are standing around waiting for metroid prime to drop like a, a pool of phase on but what i do think is is important here is kind of the context and the theme of where we're at in the game. And maybe this is unfair because I took it away. I gave, I took this context away from Meta Ridley, but I do think like I'm going to allow it some consideration because first of all, it, the, like you said, the music is awesome. Metroid prime looks awesome. And it looks even cooler because then in Metroid prime two, when dark Samus is at the end of the game, it looks kind of like this. So I love the way that Metroid prime looks. And, um, you know, there's something to be said about a game that forces you to use like all of the skills that you've acquired at the end of the game in order to actually defeat the boss. So the first phase of Metro Prime, we used all of our beams, and that was great. Now we're using all of our visors to be able to actually track down where Metroid Prime is. And I do feel like that kind of, like, takes away some of the time in between attacks that Metroid Prime does. Because it's like, where did it go? What visor do I need to be in? And, and I think that one thing that also helps in that regard, too, is, like, as you progress in the fight, like... Metroid Prime starts to summon Metroids to come at you, and they're they're fission Metroids at that, so like they're very difficult to get rid of. So I feel like that adds some Power extra. Bombs. Well, I mean, yeah, but like I feel like that adds some extra like panache and some intensity to what you're doing at the end. Like, obviously, you can get on a pool of Phazon and blast them into next week, or you can power bomb them and you can get rid of them. But like, I really like that you're fighting Metroids in the final boss. Like even. Like, obviously, Metroid Prime, but just, like, regular Metroids, too. Like, I, I feel like that adds a little something for me. And I, like, there is a very rewarding feeling when you do step on that Phazon pool and you lock on to Metroid Prime and it's like... And you're just oh, like, it's amazing. I love it. It's yeah. awesome. I, I feel like that is very rewarding. So, the, I can see your critique about, like, yes, like he does the 
the ground pound a lot, and you have to jump over that, and jump over that, and jump over that. But I do feel like, okay, well, at least, like, we've got some cool Metroids to make up the difference. We've got some, uh, you know, we, he's disappearing. He's phasing in and out of reality. So, like, do I need my X-ray B or my X-ray scope? Do I need my thermal visor or whatever? So there is enough to kind of keep me busy while I'm doing it. And I th do think that there is a certain level of consideration to, like, this is the final boss of the game. This is intense. This is awesome. Um, which, again, maybe isn't fair because... Like I said, that you could also apply that to Ridley and say, like, you know, this is Ridley, this is great, this isn't 3D. But I just, I didn't feel that from that fight, but I do feel that more so for this fight. Um, so I would rank, I wouldn't rank it as high as I would Metroid Prime One, but I wouldn't put it that far down. Like I would put it probably above Flagra, to be honest, and or or maybe maybe for the context of our list, if we wanted to rank it, I would put it above Omega Pirate and below Flagra. Personally, I'd probably put it pretty, pretty high on my own list. Uh, it would definitely be in the second half of my list. Again, I feel okay. like this is the one where like we're gonna massively disagree on. But um, I feel like I feel like either this fight for me to rank this higher, either this fight needs to be more engaging or shorter. Because like I I don't mind the fight being, you know, what it is, but it overstays its welcome for me. I it needs to be more of a quick burst if like this is all of the engagement that I'm going to get from it. Mm, that's fair. Yeah, I, I can see that. I think that that's fair. Um, okay, so where do we want to officially rank? First of all, should should we really cheat and rank Metroid Prime Phase One, Metroid Prime Phase Two, and then just like Metroid Prime, like combine the two of them? We could do that. This is our I, I list. Like, we can do whatever like, we want. I feel like we got to do do one or the other. We we either have to combine them or we have to rank them separately. We can't do both. All right. So where where do we want to put Metroid Prime Phase Two? I would have pushed for. Probably third spot. You're saying much lower. Where does that leave us with this fight? Uh, hmm. So the current, honestly, the current list like, right now. Let me just read it I off. I feel like I feel like it'd be easier to combine the two. I feel like because I feel like then we might be able to come to a better a better. It, if we combine the two, I would say it's the it's the number one overall fight. I if would we say combine that. the if we combine the two, I would probably put it as my number three. All right, let me read you the list as we have it right now, and then we can make our final executive decision. So we've got number one, Metroid Prime Phase 1, number two, Thardis, number three, Flagra, number four, Omega Pirate, number five, Shegoth, number six, Parasite Queen, number seven, Meta Ridley, number eight, Mecha Hive, number nine, Incinerator Drone, and you know who's number 10, the Plated Beetle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like we should combine the two, because I feel like then at least our rankings are going to be much closer, whereas if we ranked phase two separately they're going to be like dividends apart oh okay that's fine well are, are we okay with metro prime at the number one overall spot so like phase one and phase two i would put it at the number two spot i think i think Below that's Thardis? a good compromise okay i think that's a, i think that's a good compromise okay i'm i'm totally okay with that uh yeah i don't know i guess i never really thought about like waiting around for metric prime phase two but you, you do but it's not as overt as meta ridley i will say that mm -hmm. oh yeah meta ridley is much worse Red meta ridley is much worse okay so then our final definitive ranking this is not up for debate this is the correct order everybody knows that of these bosses is number one the best boss in metric prime is thardis number two is Metroid Prime, number three is Flagra, number four, Omega Pirate, number five, Shegoth, number six, Parasite Queen, number seven, Meta Ridley, oof, number eight, Mecha Hive, number nine, Incinerator Drone, and our boy, the Armored Beetle, the Plated Beetle, is dead last at number ten. 
But you know what? At least he made it to boss status. So there you go. Not a bad list. I you know, I think that uh, this is like pretty close to what my individual list would look like anyways. I didn't make one before we did this, but if I were to make one, I think it would probably look almost identical to this. So, nice. You know, it's funny. After last week... um. After after last week, I, th- I thought that our I thought that our opinions on the bosses would be a lot more different than they were given our rankings. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like I feel like aside from Prime Phase Two, they were like relatively similar. Yeah, I think that was really the only one. Um, you you were just ruthless with Meta Ridley. Like I don't like that fight. I just <laughs> there was something in me. I was just like, I can't rank it this low. I just I can't. Even though even though I like have more fun with like the Incinerator drone, I just I can't a good. I can't do that, you know. It's it's because it's a Ridley fight. Like like yeah. in all honesty, in all honesty, like the fight is it's fine for what it is, but like as a Ridley fight, there's a certain level of expectation you get from it and just to me like I agree. It just does yeah. not deliver to that. I when I first played it, I really enjoyed it, but as I've come to replay the game over the years, it's been like my least favorite part to um to do. Yeah, I, I think that's fair because I loved it the first time I played it too and I loved it like the second time because I've went a long time without playing games. So now I've probably played every Metroid game this year, I think, or at least for cert- for sure. And since we started this podcast, I played every Metroid game at least once, probably multiple times. So it's just like, all right, let's let's speed it up, Ridley. Like, come on, I want you to hit me. Um, so yeah, I, I like this list. Of course, we want to know what your list looks like. And uh, my goodness, if you haven't played Metroid Prime in a long time, what better time than now? The twenty year anniversary was just uh, a couple weeks ago, and this game has aged like fine wine. Whether you're playing tank controls, whether you're playing trilogy, whether you're playing at other means, so so awesome, so incredible. I love this game, um, and I hope that uh, I hope that everybody enjoyed our, our retrospective, looking back the last couple weeks on the various aspects of Metroid Prime. We're not done talking about Metroid Prime, of course. We'll talk about it again in the future, but uh, we are going to put a bow in it at least for right now. So. There it is. One of the, yeah, for one there of the greatest. A, for there's another anniversary that requires our attention next. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And I'm looking forward to that anniversary. The next three weeks are all about Metroid Fusion. So that is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I'm, I'm, Metroid Fusion is one of the games that my opinion on has swayed so much over the years. So much, like in, in both directions. So I'm really looking forward to... Uh, to talking about that with you guys but that is next week and uh until then you guys we're gonna get out of here of course we want you to check us out over on twitter at spateria 316 at doom lacrosse at omega metroid pod and you know what we join hive too we're at omega metroid over on hive i don't know if we're ever gonna use it but if twitter just burns to the ground check us out over on hive and i'm on hive too by the way i'm at spateria 316 uh so i don't know we can figure out what that app is all about i'm not really sure so um, anyways, and of course, OmegaMetroid.com, you know that's not going anywhere, and that's got all your Metroid needs, guides, news, blah, 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 all the good stuff. You know uh, exactly what the drill there is. We are going to get out of here, but we will see you next week, and we want you to have a great rest of your day, and fire up Metroid Fusion and get ready for the next three weeks, because we are going hard into that adventure aboard the BSL. Until then, everybody, take care. <laughs>